The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, audio listener. Welcome to the Bomb Squad podcast, an Avenue Studios production. Check out our Patreon and Locals community for exclusive content, access to our private Discord, and so much more. And don't forget to review our podcast to help spread the word. And now, let's dive into the adventure. Hey everybody, welcome to Bob Squad. <laughs> I'm Dan Stacy, and you are about to witness my nerdy family and I use silly voices and exploding dice to tell a good story. And uh, we went long, because we always do, so I'm going to just say let's dive into what? I don't know. Uh, the least intro-iest episode of Bob Squad? The least intro-iest episode of Bob Squad! And we dive back in. (laughs) All right. So let's go right into this. Now that we've warmed up with some tears and bad rolls, we're all uh, feeling good. (laughs) We're all feeling great. (laughs) So we are going to, as Ingrid or Aurora is heading off, we rewind back to the moment when you guys parted ways. Dan's going to turn down the music a little. Very ethereal. Yeah. Um, And we pick up where Quinn, everybody has left. And Tiri's also leaving, but she has invited you to tag along. Even Pim Pam has disappeared. There's a moment where you can see Iliad and Yuberg walking off. 
Yuber keeps putting his hand up every once in a while. <laughs> and Iliad's doing a... You don't know what he's saying, but you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys make the slow trek. It's about a week's trek from Nori's house to Tiri's. Um, arriving home, Tiri, real quick. Um, don't waste it on this. We're going for what does Quinn see of... <laughs> <laughs> Did they comb the carpet? Did they comb the roof? Did they comb the roof? I think comb, we need roof? to roll for that. What do you think? A percentage die? Yeah. Okay. They're your children. Do you call or do you want to be, I don't know, 50-50 shot? Let's say, I, let's honestly, say honestly, uppers. Honestly, mom's been away for a while, so like, like, like That's true. 40. Okay, like fair 40%. enough. 40 or below, and they, they, they comb the carpet. This is very important. Nope. No. <laughs> oh no. Well. Well. I was the hoping evening that is ruined. <laughs> I was. So the, so so the shag carpet roof is completely disheveled, and Mary Marie's just sitting up there. So reading it looks like grass. It it looks horrible. It looks like it looks Tall like somebody put a, it's like, like somebody put a shag carpet roof on the top of my house. Oh no. Tiri, we're gonna get into it during your time skip, but I was there's gonna say, do a we... few other things out of place, but we'll, uh, <laughs> let's just say Tiri's generally <laughs> off kilter. Or... Yeah. So, I mean, it's just wanted, I wanted, I wanted to, the best impression possible, so we're on point. <laughs> but anyway, yes, you get to, you see, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, um, it's a long winding road up to a nice big two-story house. There's trees and a ring around it. There's some hills in the distance. And it's offbeat with some cantilevers and high-peaked dormers and all sorts of fun to it. Okay. And fun is quite what they're all having, you're pretty sure. I don't know how Quinn would actually take it in. It's different than our hero. <laughs> it was stressful yeah. for our hero. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it depends on what they're doing. It depends on, I, I think, the response to, to Tiri coming back. Probably fireworks. Probably fireworks. I so. <laughs> um, Quinn, is, Quinn is in a mix of, of being awestruck of fireworks. This is awesome. And mm. uh, the joy of a family reunion and the, the mass chaos that is ensuing, but it's not bad chaos. It's good chaos. And, and he mm. feels that he can be involved with this somehow, but something's, something's always pulling him back, right? He, he is not a part of it. He is only an observer. Um, as much as maybe people have asked him to be a part of it, if he if he does, he'll he'll come along, but he'll only he'll only observe. There's there's something keeping him away from it, and um, he's still he's still pretty bummed about the party disbanding mm-hmm. so soon after he became a part of it, and and so soon after he felt like he received his chance to 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 be a part of the team. And um, with everything that ensued in in Avisen, uh everything just feels unexpected. Everything just feels out of place. And um, this is really great. This is really cool. But he he does feel a bit on the outside from it all. Mm. And, and I don't know how they would respond to him necessarily. Mm-hmm. He's 
probably the chips would lose their mind in fascination at your being half and half yeah like that like so probably get a lot of a lot of attention from from them in particular sure the older kids are a little bit more distracted but you'll still be doted upon with food you know incorporated into the family pranks you know (laughs) rushed around from here and there to see whatever nonsense is happening cool as though you just belong from day one but it's okay if there's that that disconnect as well no one's going to call you out on the disconnect sure because you're part of the fun as you're there yep yep Mm. he spends a lot of time outside a lot of walks around the place um spending time um out in the grounds as much as possible. He he might find a spot on top of the shag roof. Nice. He might like that. Mm-hmm. Mary Mary Marie is quiet too, so she wouldn't mind company or or bother you at all or feel bothered. Right. That's cool. Mm. So he he might like that aspect, being able to to look up and just see the stars, see the vani, and you know when just, there's not fireworks going on. There's not fireworks. Going <laughs> it's, on. Quite, it's really awesome. It's quite awesome. No, sure. It really is. Yeah, and the stars do keep well, especially I, I I think the sunrise and sunset, especially, you're always there watching the sun, waiting on it, yeah. waiting on her. Yep. And uh, I think there's maybe a week, maybe two weeks go by of this something around there of this just kind of being there and experience because it, it's an experience. Sure. <clears throat> and everything's so much a new experience for Quinn too. But eventually, the the disconnecting becomes more uh, tangible. Yeah. And you've noticed this larger, rather older gnome. You think he's a gnome? He <laughs> kind of looks a little different. He's been walking around, kind of like he'll go off and walk the perimeter of the of the area doing something and one day he he catches you on the roof uh early in the morning just just before the sun's gonna rise and uh before you climb up there he comes up and he says uh you know young man you remind me of a tree it's right over there, actually. I can't say I've heard that one before. <laughs> I Usually it's like a bug or like, I don't know, something on fire. But it's, I never got a tree before. Now, those I, things all have their place here, but you, you don't, do you? That's why you remind me of this tree. Come, walk with me. You almost can't resist it when he's when he says a command. Sure. There's this weight to it that kind of makes you reminds you of your mother in a way. Her voice, just this. There's a power when he says, "Walk with me." Yep. I've been looking at this tree for some time. It's quite lovely, and it's over the one hump of the hill toward the back of the house area. And we talked about there is like a river or Mm -hmm. some stream that goes through, right? Um, And it's near there. This tree, it hasn't produced anything, no seed, no fruit. It's waiting, I think. 
It's waiting for its moment. And, and that reminds you of me. It does. Perhaps you should... I don't know. Sit up there and see what it tells you. See what you hear. See what the, the tree tells me. Oh. <laughs> yes, of course. I haven't talked to a tree before. Well, I think this will be quite the experience. All right. I'll do it. How long should I be up there? Oh, as with all good things, you'll know. All right. Here I go. Good. Are you coming too? No. No, I'm much too old for that. For now. Um, but I'll see you around. I have work to do. Mm. You take some time. I know where my place is, at least at this current stage and position. That is, matters not. Right. Cheerio. Take up up the tree. All right. <laughs> I don't want to force you. I was, no, it's He my, will, though. I, I, was just, <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say Fruit Loops, but then I realized that has absolutely no context here. I don't know. Could see you, what Kari's up to in the kitchen. That's yeah, true. <laughs> Cheerio, Fruit Loops. That's fine. It's good. All right. Head up the tree. <laughs> yeah, there's a, as you head up, um, Grandfather laughs and pats the tree and holds his hand there for a second. You don't see this, but the camera will see that burned into the tree is this image of a clock face with working gears, with the working gears inside of it exposed. And as you climb up and you find this perfect little nook in this tree, it's a beautiful large tree. You're not even sure. Normally you can come to a plant and you almost instinctually know what it is. Right. And it just, yeah, it doesn't know what it is. That's, which is a strange experience. Sure. I mean, as are all things being new and at a tail of hay house, but <laughs> it's interesting. It doesn't know what it is, but it's not big and thick and the leaves are large, especially up near the top. And there's this perfect mm. area in the branches where you can just sit comfortably, almost as if it was made to be a seat. Mm. Down below, as as the, the clock image finishes burning in, the gears start ticking and then start whirring. And the clock spins backwards rapidly fast and then stops for a moment. And that's when the sun rises you have the perfect view as it comes up over the hills and over the house and as the sun comes up it's as if this beautiful blue morning glory is opening up and you see your mother arms outstretched reaching for you and you just feel drawn Hmm. deep into a trance she's in the tree or she's in the sky she comes it's it's more vision like, okay. but as this, there's this like overlay of like, as the sun's rising, it's almost mm-hmm. like this flower is opening and she's coming out of it and coming and taking you. Okay, cool. Um, right. and you slowly fall into the slumber and the, the burn mark of the clock starts ticking away. And of course you don't know this as you enter into meditative sort of state, but shoom, Archelon falls point down at the base of the tree and starts heating up 
to impossibly hot heats. I think what we're going to do first is the time lapse. Over the year you spend in this tree. Whoop. <laughs> yep. We're going to do a quick, it's like this wide shot of seeing the time lapse as Quinn, the sun's rising and setting, the moon's coming out, all kinds of chaos, which we'll hear about in a second. <laughs> uh, the Where Archelon has has sunken in and standing guard at the base of the tree right in front of that ticking clock Mm. it's creating a a geothermal hot spot of just continual thermal energy coming out of him and the ground it's if he's fusing with the ground there and uh, the tree dies and then begins to petrify and slowly the petrification encases Quinn into the tree wrapping around him so you and the tree petrified or petrified um and i like the idea as we time lapse this of gnomes <laughs> you know everywhere what's uh what's happening around the general vicinity so the um so the the, the triplets the trips um um at first they, they think it's hysterical they're up in the tree so they build the tree they build tree houses over you like a new one like every week so it's like up down up down up down and then they realize <laughs> that the tree is starting to die and petrify so they decide because of all the heat from the from the um from the sword and they and so they try to like shield it off and then realize that it might as well just be a boiler and they pour some water and get some steam power going and then realizing this is basically an infinite power source they could then hook up tools to this so they begin to start constructing the most elaborate tree house that that builds itself out and makes all sorts of tiers and lattices with a sort of a an eastern tiley kind of set look in between rivets and steel, and then it kind of blossoms up these turnip shaped towers so that we get the Trij Mahal. <laughs> the but- <laughs> Trij Mahal. Left hand. There it is. But inside, inside all the the towers are gears spinning and and chains and (laughs) clockworks that are spinning because time works a little bit weird with this tree. So they can achieve the laws of thermodynamics, just a little hair here and there and get some leverage and and, and additional... uh, and and a little bit of extra oomph out of all of their machinery so they can build out this just beautiful, elaborate clockwork treehouse. All the while, Quinn and the tree perfectly still and petrifying. I like the idea, too, of every once in a while Ulysses walks up, he carries something really heavy for him and then just stands there while they're... And he's just standing still watching. And <laughs> he's then the creepy away. thing in the, in the movie. Yes, right. <laughs> the creepy <laughs> ghost thing that just stands there and watches. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> as all of that is happening, we rush into Quinn and what he is experiencing. Mm. You are, you actually get the experience of being a baby. You're a baby and you're in your mother's arms. And Quinn is going to get the childhood he never had. Mm. In this time, he's, for Quinn, this is years he's experiencing. And these aren't false memories. They're not implanted memories. This is the gift of the clockmaker and Mm. the morning glory to Quinn. It's beautiful. Your mother, the All-Mother, takes on a humanoid 
form when she's with you. Her her skin and flesh, they're made of like bark and dirt and vine. As you look at it, it's almost, if you just take it in as a whole, rather than looking at the details of it, it's almost like a um, kaleidoscope of earthy bits. And it just makes this beautiful art across her. But her eyes, her eyes, they don't have whites. There's, there's dark green along the outside rim and then this beautiful heavenly blue that has a center of just golden light that almost seems to shoot light out. And it, her eyes look exactly like the blue morning glories with that yellow center. Mm. Her hair is golden like wheat and down goes down past her feet and there's morning glory vines that are sprouting flowers always always in bloom all through her hair but if you not, are not looking directly at her and just catching her out of the corner of the her eye she's all kinds of forms a lot of times you catch just the briefest shape of this golden furred bohan female with the same blue eyes and this long mane of hair but it's just out, and when you look back, you see her in her humanoid form. Or sometimes you'll look away and you catch a butterfly, this or a hummingbird, this like blue hummingbird flitting around. Her face too always looks like it—it's it, not quite humanoid. It almost reminds you of a deer. And every once in a while, when you look away, it's just a deer out of the corner of your eye, and you turn, mm-hmm. and there she is, smiling at you. You spend years growing up alongside your mother. What's some of the moments that occur? What are are those key moments for Quinn? If Quinn was telling this story, he would... If he was telling it to somebody else, he would say... that I remember, even as a young child, my mother teaching me how to talk to plants and animals. Even as a baby, I. she told me how to sit still and to listen, to see what they have to say, what they want, what they need. Animals were easy. They always said the same thing. Don't eat me. I'm going to eat you. Honeysuckle birch is my favorite color. Things like that. <laughs> but plants, plants were... Plants were amazing. You could have two flowers sitting next to each other and they'd be totally different. One would heal you, the other one would give you light. And my mom taught me how to listen to them again as a baby, and I remember that. And then as I grew older, my mom taught me to take those things that I had learned and the value of protecting those things to protect myself. Uh, I didn't need to fight all the time. But to to support others who could help me or to protect me, but to protect others as they're protecting me or... Sometimes it's better just to, to heal and to save than it is to fight. I remember one time that... She threw me and a bunny rabbit in a cave of bears for five days. 
And they had just woken up. She had clapped her hands or did something, and they all woke up, and then she rolled a big giant stone in front and said, Good luck. And so I was there with a bunch of hungry bears with me and this rabbit, and I had to protect it for five days. It was not easy. But at the end of that, we were all having tea together, and it was lovely, and I got really hungry, and so after we got out, I ate the bunny, but it was... (laughs) (laughs) I protected it while I was in there, and I think that was the more of the story of the I was supposed to do anyway. But it was it was just it was important to know, even though I'm not the biggest or the strongest, I can I can help. And to help those especially that are that can't help themselves. And that was important for me to learn from my mother. But but the most exciting things was when I got when I got much older. And my mom and I would watch the Ark Hero. It was so great to watch him. Over the years and over, so many different iterations of it, of him, he would he would study fiercely just as much as he would do war and battle. Sometimes he would win, sometimes he would lose, but he'd always come back. And it was beautiful. He was so good. He was so strong. It was so great to watch him. It was great to have a brother, and I, I look very, mu- I looked very, very much forward to the day that I would go and meet him. I always look forward to that day. He was my, my best friend that I never knew. You know, me and my mother, we'd love watching him work. But I remember those things growing up. It was great. As you reach the age when the party has met you, and having watched the Ark Hero, your mother turns to you at one point and says, You'd like to meet him, wouldn't you? More than anything. And she kind of just gently taps the crystal on your head. And you actually realize she's never touched it before. Mm. She'll rustle your hair and, like, you know, play with your one dragon ear or something like that. But she's never actually touched the crystal. And when she does, it's that clear ringing note yeah. that you recognize. And in this moment, there's power behind her voice as she says, Two brothers, now one. Great deeds be done, great deeds to dread. And she goes back to her normal form. It's almost like the Gladriel in Lord of the Rings, but not so terrifying. There's just this like <laughs> growth. Was she trying to rip like, my face off? Yeah. Okay. Not okay. Quite. Good. Okay. That one. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. But there is that. I mean, even with the bear's story, there's this wildness about your mother. Sure. It's uncontrolled. She's an untamed Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's always with you. You, you both have to work together to accomplish great things. And I think it's in that moment 
you guys are kind of most of the time you spend is in this this field that's always shifting through different plants that are growing but it's it's mm. it's kind of home in a sense the weather is always perfect there it's the fields of the sun mm. and you suddenly sense another presence behind you and turning around the field is full of the Arkiros. Mm. Just all of them. Kind of standing all at their peak and looking at you. And toward the front, as you just take in, you kind of look and you see and you can pick out certain faces and you remember certain moments that you witnessed. Yeah. And then to the front, these there's three that kind of stand out this one he looks there's almost a tinge of fear when you look at him and you actually remember when you first saw him he was the first Hmm. and the fear comes because he looks so much like Stornyandi Angstagir the grayish feathers and a slight hunch and that serious look in his face this unwavering stare Lathan you know his name the one next to him is a barn owl type scolari with that heart shape and the white feathers and that strange reaching beak reaching down and those just black eyes that seem to see through everything and are yet looking at nothing Hmm. you recognize you remember him studying and writing gazing into the stars listening to the song of the stars and being the author of a lot Majority of the Archelon, the book. Mm. His name is Odin. Odin? Odin. And these are the names when they were hatchlings that their parents gave to them. They're all Arkiro. But every Arkiro was always given a hatchling name. The last you remember... Um because it made you so sad to watch. He's fierce with glowing eyes, a raven type um, scolari, black wings, but his eyes are glowing with this reddish gold color as if fire is beneath his eyes. He is broad-shouldered and large chest and talons sharpened to a point. Skilda, you remember him because his brother, his twin, was the arch hero. In the War of Attrition, they battled against the servants of the Devourer, and his brother fell. And in the moment his brother fell, he became the arch hero. It's one of the few times, and you know that. 
the Ark Hero we, the party, know so well, the Edelstein stone necklace he bore was the one that struck Skilda when he in that moment became the Ark Hero. Hmm. And then our Ark Hero steps forward. Want to talk to yourself? (laughs) (laughs) I get to do a Dan. (laughs) Oh, I haven't done the voice in a while. Bear with me. (laughs) Hello, little one. It is good to see you. Finally. And then couldn't just run up and just hug him. Just hug him. I think as you're doing that, the rest kind of fade away. You know you can see them whenever you want, but they kind of fade into a mist, a shadow. Yeah, Akira's wings do the fold around and they just kind of fold in amongst themselves and it's just there we're there for a while and finally pull out and and he does the big brother like I'm like Quinn's still hugging so he has to like (laughs) push him away just doing that kind of a thing yes as your mother has said I have never left. But I don't... I don't know where you're gone. You died right in front of me. I... You died before I even showed up. I... How could you be here with me? And and not just in my heart. How, how could you be here with me? I... I'm not always going to to be in a place like this. Am I, is this where I'm going to find you? I am a lot closer than you think. Young one, there are, there are many things that you have yet to learn. There are many things that we both have yet to learn together. But I hope, after all of these years, your mother has taught you that you are never alone, and you never will be alone. People change. Things change. Things unexpectedly change. But the mission stays the same. The support never leaves. Sometimes you have to search for it more than you'd like. But always know that it is close by. Always know that I am here. I'm going to have you do your first roll. Okay. And I'm going to have you roll... (laughs) Archelon's will or his presence 
with advantage because Quinn and he are working together as you learn to work together. <laughs> this is a CR 18. Cool. Uh, with advantage. Nine. 25. 25. Chris is laughing. <laughs> Success. Um, that's the beginning. And it kind of represents over the time because there's some more time where you guys learn to be able to talk to each other. And Arkiro, the Arkiros are learning to be the Arkiro. Yeah, it, it's to listen. To listen to what they have to say differently. Mm-hmm. Right? The experiences of them all to... You know, you you have them all kind of talking at once. You mm-hmm. have the all the all the voices coming at, even if you can't see them, you see that, that misty drift away type thing. If one is kind of the focal point, the other ones kind of fade out, but you can still hear the voices. You mm-hmm. can still have that. And since you look over and they're there and then the other person's gone and it's like, okay, I got to know where to focus. I got to know where to, to look. Um, and that, I mean, especially for, for him is a little daunting, uh, mm-hmm. very overwhelming, but, um, patience is something that, um, well, he doesn't know so well, um, <laughs> uh, but it's something his mom has always tried to teach him. Yep. So I think now we'll go into part of the time skip, the different things that Quinn wants to ask his mother. Absolutely. Is, and, and are the Arcuros there during this conversation at all? I think you can draw upon them if you want. Okay as you're starting to learn and this may be part of learning that got it okay learning to focus in to pick the voice of the Arkiro that needs to speak sure well and I you know what I think this would this would transition nicely into um, being able to talk to the Arkiros and being able to ask the first thing that he would want to ask his mom um, is what is the Archelon what yeah what what is it what what does it mean to him I need to pull up one thing it's an infinite fuel source that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> there's a quick cut to the to trips talking to each other and one's like what is it it's an infinite fuel source <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great um I'm just pulling up the thing. Yes. She looks at you, and again, there's that moment of power as she says, Two brothers, now one. Raise up your sword. Sorry. Hold on. There it is. I and my uncounted songs his sword and strength, and his be mine. Raise up your sword, beloved one. Stand with me before the sun. The power goes away. She always takes a breath after it. You stand before me now, beloved, and he is your sword. You are each other's strengths. 
two brothers, now one. I can only see down the stream, but it is no guarantee. But I knew you were meant to be together, and now that you are at last, great deeds be done. So let me get this straight. You mean the big giant thing that comes out of my forehead, that I swing around a lot and that protects me, is my brother, is the Arkiros. In a sense, yes. It is their power, it is who they are. They made a vow to my sister. And that is why he always comes back. But his time is nearing an end. Will I be able to talk to him like I am talking to him now? It will take time to learn. But yes, he also must learn to talk to you. So I will get to meet him. You already have. You just need to learn how to speak up. See, that's funny. Most people tell me to be quiet, but I think, <laughs> I think I know what you mean. He never left. It's all of them, all of their, their wisdom and their strength, their knowledge, their prestige. It's his, and now it is also yours. Hmm. I hope I don't break him. <laughs> he is hard to break. That's good. Mom. Where's Dad? You see her countenance for the first time become sad and withered is actually the look her, her hair loses its glistening the flowers half close her eyes shadow over I do not know how does nobody know where he is he my boy do not, do not misunderstand him. He seeks ever to rise, and so he is always going. He is seeking. And again, the withering almost deepens a little bit. And I hope he finds what he seeks one day. Well, can we bring him back? Is there anything we can do to help him come back? Is, is there anything 
we can do to, to help him find what he's looking for? Is there anything keeping him away? Is there anything I can do? Is, is that why I'm here? She softens up. Things kind of turn back. I am certain that if he can know you are here, he will come back. But it is not... It is not your responsibility. He... He must make that choice. Well, things are getting pretty bad. Does he know that? I don't know. He has gone into the void again. And beyond the stream in the void, I cannot see. Do you think that all the darkness that is around, do you, th- do you think maybe if it was gone... Do you think maybe if it was gone, he'd come back? Do you, do you think if if I was helped to help get rid of it, he would talk to me? I do not think his love for you is bound to that. But you are bound to the destiny that the stream has faded for you and you will face it she looks off and you can tell she's looking beyond what is before her I would have of the days of old that he would return and together with the others we would push back the darkness but but we already have this this party our party we We already defeated some of them. Yes. It's already happening. Yes. It is already happening. But there is more to be done. Great deeds, my son. Great deeds. You have faced the servants. The master still remains. She spreads her hand across and some of the wheat that's growing in the field right now kind of turns into water and you see an image of the Prati area and the mountain, the great arm, Velikaya behind it. Shadow grows over this land. The blight spreads and even I cannot stop it. Something is rotten at the core. But it has not reached the heart. So we must stop it before then. Well, where's the heart? What's the heart? The father's heart. Perhaps it is time. Uh Uh-huh. Meta. I'm going to pull you into the vision unless there's any other questions you want to ask your mother right now. Nope. Okay. As 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 you say that, all of a sudden the power comes back. Okay. You feel, you hear the crystal on your, the ringing of the Archelon, the crystal yep. ringing. And she says, um, 
see now. And as she says that, the voice of Odin, the arc hero Odin, Mm. also speaks with her, and he suddenly manifests before you, and your mother starts slipping away. And Odin continues, She cried as my head lift up. This is an additional por- portion of the Verkelis Vlog, which has been added to your document. Mm-hmm. As my head lift up, shadow and flame did descend. Odin always holds this staff with a barn owl image at the end, and he points out as if he's looking at the scene he's describing to you. See now, the end has come. By avarice, by hunger, by greed, they all fall, all do burn. Beware the fire that burns within. Beware the all-consuming desire that feeds. Ever searching, ever seeking ever feeding you can feel yourself being lifted up and you're starting to float above up 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 until you're almost starting to see the vast lands of Anuan beneath you but Odin keeps speaking then her bright eyes like the heavens of morn did shade and dim as if a cloud passed o'er her countenance tempered her bright glory A strike of lightning, a deafening roar, issued forth from the shadow and flame, as did so this place, and in my fear such that I have not known in ten hundred years struck me. You hear your mother's voice speaking with Odin. See! She cried again, but weaker, as the flashes of lightning warred about the shadowy storm. Your mother's voice speaking with Odin. See the breaking of the world. See the temple does crumble. It falters under such heavy weight of greed. Such insatiable hunger. At first I could not see of what she bade me witness, for the tumult of fire and storm were too great. Yet as I gazed, she took my hand. You feel your mother's hand in yours pulling you farther up. Such warmth within the grasp I have, and shall never again know. A shadow within the storm then did take shape. A great seat did form, the highest of thrones, and about it did slowly the great house Seta take shape, even amidst the flame and storm. Oh, how great its walls and mighty its foundations, the seat of our faith and hope. Yet against its great walls, the flames licked, the winds did howl and blow, and bolt upon bolt of mighty lightning did strike. And you can see lightning striking, and this fire and shadow just consuming the Hauseta, and then Odin transitions into the final portion of the Verkelis Vlog that we've read before. Mm-hmm. And so I saw her words were true. And the, uh, he's, I think I'll say, the temple, once pure and perfect and strong, now torn asunder. Its very foundations crumbled. And it crumbles. You see 
the monster, the wolf-headed monster with the five vipers rise up and you see our hero fighting with it, being uh, swept up by the viper and stabbing at two of its two of the viper heads. Him and um, you can see your mother standing there beside your egg and calling out to him and his body broken. You get you almost get a flash of actually seeing our hero mm. being crushed. At the same time, it's like you're seeing both images at the same time. And then you are taken up, up, up into the great abyss. And you hear your mother say again, See now, my child, as I have seen. As he, and you get this quick image of all the Arkiros, as he has seen. See now, see now. And as you get pulled up, you see a shadowy, shadow and flame like a meteor come striking down into this great, beautiful island. And just instinctually, you know it's Nikaea, which was once the seat of your mother's domain. Crashes in, and just before it hits the ground, you see this young female Bohan standing at the top of this large bluff holding a totem in one hand and she's just watching in horror as the concussive force hits her and knocks her back and you feel as if you're knocked back. You see horribly disfigured forms rising from the impact and wreaking havoc among the tribes of Nikaea, um, a mixture of Bohan and elves and men. You see three ships leaving the island amidst a tempest and you catch sight even though you never met her, you know it's Minnehaha hmm. as a, a young girl crying and reaching out for the same female Bohan you saw at the beginning of the vision who stands at the shore, staying to face the tide, coursing through the tempest past these three other ships is another ship bathed in light that seems to be fighting the darkness all around it. You get glimpse of a smiling gnome with a large nose and great flappy ears and a, a plumed hat. And he holds a rapier in his hand and holds it forth. And you just feel like you know his name. But you can't quite bring it to your lips. And he's shouting back against the horde of monsters. But you know, you get this feeling as if you can touch his heart that he's left behind the biggest part of his heart as he faces the darkness. And he falters, but he has not faded. And then you are yanked rapidly fast to the point where you now witness Anuen as a whole. You see, and this is more vision-like, sure. that you actually see the massive form of Diatos, the first father, first to awake, first to heed the song, stretched across the firmament of the temporal realm with all the water, stone, and life of Anuen across his form. You can see the two flowers, one, your mother, blue with a golden center radiating light, and the white moon flower of Marosha, dancing upon their allotted paths about First Father. You hear First Father's heart beat 
and you see the stream pour forth from him as blood and water. You hear the song of Mukmahara, this wail. And he, you suddenly see this ethereal image of a whale dive out of the stream, kind of turning to its side and splashing back into it, disappearing into the stream that seems to flow through and around everything. Swirling about is the chaos of the primordial realm and all the elements that make up life. The tormented order of Tirtan, the underworld, can be heard beneath the screams and the chanting. Shining bright, your eyes and your heart are drawn to the white city of the imperial realm, throne of the dragon, but it still is empty and waiting, just as the faithful stand all about it and wait, but they stand divided. It touches your ears, the song of the stars, gently, behind and between it all, and then your gaze is drawn irresistibly to the void that wraps itself around everything, the emptiness and you hear your mother again as you you feel your gaze drawn right to the edge of the stars, right at the edge of the void. There's an inky blackness within the nothingness that is the void. And your mother says again more firmly, See now. See what I cannot. Can you see? And he quin to roll his prescience. Okay. And this is going to be an extremely difficult role. So I just want to tell you if you want to spend legend points, it's a CR 30. Oh my gosh. This is okay. probably the hardest role of the whole channel. Right? I give um, you legend points. Yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. You do have second. advantage from Archelon. You still feel him with you. Okay. So legend Point spent. <laughs> and uh, Aurora added one, so you're at two. You're keeping an extra die plus two. Okay. So three advantage, to- three advantage total plus two, and you get to keep one of those extra die as an extra. Okay. Okay. No. 26. 26. Okay. One more. That was really close. I gave Austin the harsh. How do you roll that? The one time. (laughs) (laughs) It's better than nine. Nothing exploded. Nothing exploded. That's really cool, though. It was high, but it was nothing exploded. No, I'm joking about There's a reason it's the hardest one. No, that's fine. Um, You try. Now, again, you're going, you know, this is all going to happen. That failure will come up later. Sure. So. You try to focus on the image, but it's as if there's rain falling over impure glass. It's distorted. You know there's something there, but you can't see it. You you strain and strain with all your might to see. And finally, you get the sense of cold and metal. And this otherworldly sensation... It's not moving in the dance. It is affixed to its spot. You feel 
drawn toward it. As you had tried so hard to seek it, all of a sudden it's as if it's pulling you. This strong wind comes rushing behind you, blowing you towards the void and towards this spot closer and closer. You suddenly see beyond the stars. Everything is gone. You are in the nothingness of the void and still it draws you irresistibly. You see into the infinite vastness of the void until a point of light that forms into a glowing humanoid shape that lies prostrate as if asleep. The face strange, no mouth, no nose, eyes closed. Then the fear sets in and you suddenly see crawling across the body handprints from an invisible hand, oversized, massive, and yet scraggly in its fingers, almost claws, that handprint, handprint across the body, starting to speed up, and you're feeling that wind blowing again, blowing you towards it. Unadulterated, sadistic pleasure consumes your heart. And in that moment, a dark mouth opens wide to consume you. Your mother grabs and pulls you back. You're rushing, rushing backwards. She's yanked you out of it. It's almost as if you were torn from something, as if you were ripped out of something, something that you were supposed to be a part of. Your last roll. Please roll fortitude or will for Quinn. Okay. He has uh, advantage with Archelon. Um, unless you want to spin me an argument, this is basically to survive what's happening. So, so the spin would simply be Archelon would do it instead, to okay for, for the sake of protecting Quinn. Okay. And Quinn would bolster him. I don't think he has time to bolster. Not if, bolster, but he yeah. would. He sure, would, sure. Getting would, advantage from being the two of you. I'm trying to think about there needs to be a trade-off switching it to Archelon. I like that. I like this. Don't don't see as I, I like this. I'm just trying to think it, what the proper trade-off would be. It it won't make any difference. It's still the same numbers if that's what you're worried about. But it's it, okay. It's more of it's a well. A, if it's that, then then yeah. The if it's the same numbers you're rolling, I just see. I just that's fine. Instinctively, I just see Archelon. I just I see the yeah. sword just pulling in front of, of Quint to be able to do the same thing when they were fighting the necromancer and the darkness was coming at and he was there to just to split it. Yeah. And just, it was, it's just that kind of a feeling. No, I like that. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's it. It, but all they, it's still, a, it's still the same rule. I don't know. If I, I think we're going to say, yeah, I think you can maintain the advantage of Quinn assisting Archelon because Archelon has Sentinel and is a defend build. Okay. 
uh, it makes a lot of sense. So, and again, spend legend points. So the CR is 25 on this one. Boo. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> so on track, because that's two. one, two, three. Two from me. And did you spend one on? Yeah, I did. you spent two, so four total. And I'm going to call two? Lucky on here because he is ah. at the Taylor Hay household. Very cool. Mm. All right, let's see how the roll goes and we'll see how Lucky sure. affects that. I like that a lot. It, it'll be fine. Why? Why this one? <laughs> 46. <laughs> Don't question. You called You're not Lucky. Dead. <laughs> you called yeah, Lucky. Was, there was. There's the Lucky. All right, I will say Lucky's not spent yet because somehow just you saying Lucky. Got it. Lucky makes the 26 an extra four, <laughs> and I get the 30 from the previous roll. Here's what I'll deal. I'll make a note. <laughs> No, you cover mine. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lucky whizzes by me and hits Aurora in the face, going, "What happened?" I forgot Ingrid has lucky. <laughs> Dang it! Uh, you did. You have lucky. I have lucky. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I'm gonna make a note that Tyr used lucky, and we'll we'll see. I'll think on it. I like that though. Okay, cool. So. <clears throat> as the mother pulls you back and you feel crystal wrap around you, protecting you, encasing you. Yeah. As if our hero's wings are wrapping around and protecting you. And then it, you break forth from it and you just feel yourself falling. But now you're back in that vision state. Okay. And as you're falling, you almost get this third person view. You can see yourself falling, plummeting towards Anwen. And there's this kind of twisting, breaking up image and, you suddenly see Brick, helmeted, falling, just like you, falling towards Anwen. And the All-Mother says, Ah, so it is you, stranger, the one who fell of metal and bone. When I cannot see Watch him closely, my son, for he is not born of the stream. Yet there is something in him that is so familiar. You fall, more you find yourself on the ground at the gates of Prati, at the main entrance. Darkness looms over the city of knowledge and oozes from or toward, it's hard to say, the mountain range of the great arm. You look to your left and Aurora stands beside you, her hair and eyes blazing white and sword in her hand, standing beside you. She smiles and offers a hand to help you up. And you get a flash of remembering taking Ingrid's hand back at the house, Seta, when you were afraid. The All-Mother says, stay near your cousin, my child. She is the right hand of the Moonflower. Our fates are forever bound. You will need her strength, and her heart will need yours. And we're going to end with Quinn taking Aurora's hand. Standing up. And we'll see what happens next time. 
as this has been another fantastical episode of Bomb Squad, right. an Avenue Studios production. Do give us a like and subscribe and hit the notification bell to follow the adventure. Uh, and if you're listening to us on podcasts, do give us a review as it really helps spread the word. If you can further support us and become a part of the ever-growing forest known as Avenue Studios by joining our locals or Patreon community, doing so will not only help us continue to create high-quality content, but you will also gain access to our exclusive Discord where you can chat with us, play games, watch movies, and so much more. Don't forget to check the links in the description for the music, sound, and ambience that we use. And thank you so much for joining the adventure. We will see you next time. I can do it now. Mark, bye. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another fantastical episode of the Bomb Squad Podcast, an Avenue Studios production. Do give us a review on your podcast app of choice to help spread the word. You can further support us and become a part of the ever-growing forest known as Avenue Studios by joining our Patreon or Locals community. Doing so will not only help us to continue creating high-quality content, but you will also gain access to bonus content and our private Discord, where you can chat with us, play games, watch movies, and so much more. Don't forget to check our podcast description for the music and ambience that we use, and thank you so very much for joining the adventure and we will see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.